Welcome back, everyone, to the Young Adult Ministry Podcast. I'm back here with my good friend, Daniel Tilly, and we are going to be in part two of a conversation we started last week, which is really how do we grow in our discipleship? Mm-hmm. I think that was the question we talked about last week. Generally. I don't know. <laughs> we didn't really concise what the question was. <laughs> but that but, is what we were talking about. Yeah, how do we grow words. as disciples? Mm-hmm. And this week, we want to focus on the more mission side of that. How mm-hmm. do we... Uh, grow in sharing our faith with others because really following Jesus is following Jesus into his mission. If we're going to be a disciple of Jesus, Mm -hmm. we need to embrace his mission to be sent into the world Mm -hmm. to share his hope with others. Yeah. And that can be an intimidating thing sometimes. So I love to know for you as a young adult leader in our community, like why do you think that can be intimidating for young adults? Um, How's that been for you personally? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say the, the big thing about what's intimidating about the idea of mission really is like that, the idea mm-hmm. of it, to where um, when I get in situations where I'm talking to a coworker in the past or a, a random stranger, like mm-hmm. there's the prompting of like, oh, I maybe should say this, but I don't know what they're going to say. It's like that idea that Satan wants to disrupt you from doing that is, oh, like what if they're this or what if you're not prepared enough for this or all these like. Uh, fears of like what ifs and it's like that's all an idea but like if God's calling you to it he's got something planned for them and for you to learn how to follow him in that in his spirit and uh, learn his voice to guide you through those situations yeah so that's one thing that I really appreciate getting to know about you is Mm -hmm. you've cultivated a relationship with the Holy Spirit where Mm -hmm. you really try to follow his leading in these things I think that's a huge part of this because that that takes the pressure off of us to like figure it out or like, you know, go even the idea of like going up to a random stranger, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that can feel like a lot of pressure. So like how, how have you learned to let the Holy spirit guide you in the process of sharing your faith with other people? A lot of it uh, comes down to just prayer, um, understanding that God is there with you, guiding you through that. You're relying on his word to be what saves in the end and through Jesus. Mm -hmm. And, applying that, uh, having confidence in the word, in the spirit being with you, understanding that he's able to prompt you to um, what to say and um, how to come across, how to love, but also having a humble stance of you're learning as you go. Like you're still a disciple Mm -hmm. in those situations of wanting to make more disciples. And you're praying, it's like, God, how do I do this? What do I say? Is there gonna be an open door to have that? But Mm -hmm. um, really, having to get through those barriers of ideas that Satan wants to um, get in your way of like, oh, I don't know what to say, or oh, I don't know how this is going to go. It's like, no, you don't. But you know from Scripture that Christ is always with you. You know that um, his word does save, that his word has power. So just rely on that, lean on that. That's where faith comes in because you're like, I'm not doing this on my own. Like you said, uh, it takes the burden off us because we're putting our faith in Christ. Yeah, I love how you said that because we all do have fears and insecurities and wonder if we're doing it right. And so mm-hmm. really just seeking the Lord and like learning mm-hmm. to depend on him is really where a healthy sense of mission comes from. It's not something mm-hmm. you just have to do for God. It's something he's actually doing in you and through mm-hmm. you as you listen to him. And I don't know if you have an example of that from your life that maybe could help them see a picture of how mm-hmm. you learned to do that in a little way. Uh, so I used to work at uh, Lowe's Home Improvement, and that's kind of where God put me in the mission field and was like, I'm going to teach you to listen to me and how to do ministry. Um, and this interesting uh, situation, there were a couple, but I use this one because it was really 
having to rely on Christ for that. And it was weird because there was this guy I'd been talking to a lot about faith and stuff. I was kind of known as like the Christian kid. So I just embraced that. And I was like, that's an open door for me. I'm going to take it. I'm not going to see it as a negative. And mm. all the like cliches that people have of Christians, I wanted to actually show them what it was like. And I was having this conversation with my coworker one time, and I really wanted to pray for him because he was sharing a lot of heavy things and stuff. And I felt a prompting of like, don't lay your hands on this dude and pray for him like out in like the public right now or anything. And like I hadn't done that with him before and I felt a prompt to. But in my mind, in my own understanding, I thought that would be great. Like mm. yeah. I should pray for him. Like that's what we're called to do. Like lay our hands on people and pray for each other. Like let him know I'm there to support him. But I felt a prompting. I was like, don't do that. And I was so weird. I was like, God, like I'm trusting you're here with me, like doing this ministry. And um, I didn't, didn't end up praying for him, continued to love him, continued to talk about uh, the gospel with him and stuff. But he, I found out like two or three days later that he actually had been having a prayer ministry, like calling him. And he lived in a house that was previously owned by like an elderly lady. Yeah. And um, they were trying to call for her and be like, oh, like we can pray for healing and all this on you and really tried to like shove it down his throat. Like we're going to mm. pray for you and see God work. And like, sure, like prayer is a great thing, but this dude had just kind of gotten a hard heart for mm. prayer. And I never knew that. Mm. And while I'm trying to like share the gospel with this dude, though, I didn't know that situation of him kind of being hard of heart in that. The Holy Spirit knew where his heart was. So if I didn't have that prompting of like, don't um, go according to your understanding, follow my prompting, I was able to avoid potentially him like rejecting what I was saying because he was associating it with what he'd already made a conclusion to. Yeah. Um, and instead just continue to show him the love of Christ. Like learning that, that voice of the shepherd, that prompting, um was so cool in that situation and there were many others but really just understanding that christ is there with you to guide you through those situations he knows their hearts and he loves them more than you and he's not going to lead you astray but really having to like distinguish that voice test the spirit um, make sure it's not something contrary to scripture but something that is beneficial to the gospel being shared loving others and loving god and submitting to him yeah. yeah, and I love yeah, in, in that story, listening to him in that sense meant saying like no to something you thought was a good your own understanding. Yeah, yeah a, a good idea, and I think that's huge. One just for you to grow in your own dependence on God that it's really yeah. His mission you're getting to participate in. Yeah, and that you also had the relationship with this guy at Lowe's, which I know mm -hmm. a lot about you now. And like Lowe's was not your long term career plan; like it yeah. was a job that you had, but yeah. you saw that as a mission field. Mm -hmm. It wasn't you were you were there to do a good job, but you were also there to love people like Jesus, mm -hmm. and that gave your life a sense of adventure and meaning and purpose. Didn't mean it was always exciting or glamorous, or you, mm -hmm. you even knew exactly what to do. But as you were praying for the people around you, God started showing you how you could love them, mm -hmm. and and, and then specific things to do or not to do in that case, mm -hmm. um, which is really how he wants to lead all of our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it's not only our insecurities or inadequacies that get in the way of us stepping into mission with Jesus, 
but it's not seeing ourselves as a missionary. It's thinking like that great commission thing that Jesus sent us into all the nations to make disciples is really about going overseas somewhere, like going on a mission trip to Haiti or Uganda. And that can be a part of the mission and making mm-hmm. disciples of all nations. But really, it starts where we are. It starts where we live, where we we learn, where we work, where we play, mm-hmm. and really thinking about those places in our life as places we can pray for people and mm-hmm. love people like Jesus and begin to see how God's working in others' lives and join Him in that work. Mm-hmm. And that's when our daily life takes on a greater purpose to it. And so yeah. I love how you got to experience that in a little way at Lowe's. Mm-hmm. And our lives have different seasons. Um, and so I, I think in my life, I've learned... Uh, you know, that to share Jesus with others really starts with relationships. Mm. That's one of the things that I'd encourage you, if you want to step into making disciples of others, it's really earning the right to be heard with other people. It's it's loving them where they are, like we say at Hope, and then encouraging them to grow. And what is the next step God is leading them to take? You're not in charge of their spiritual journey, Mm. but as we love and serve people where they are, uh, then we can begin to see how God might bring encouragement through our life. And that might be introducing them to the gospel mm-hmm. and sharing the hope of Jesus. Or maybe it's just sharing something God's done in our life and they begin to see God is real. But it all starts out of relationship. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what questions you had about that, but like as you're thinking about, you know, life on mission or what other questions mm-hmm. come to your mind? Yeah, for, I guess, questions, how do, how do you kind of begin since you've, probably got more experience of this for me. Um, I'm not in the workplace and many people are working from home and stuff. Uh, Should we just go to strangers, talking to them like random strangers evangelizing to them? Um, Or how do you kind of like just begin in that process of understanding we're called to the Great Commission? What does that look like for? Yeah, I think think that's a great question. I think sometimes we can feel a pressure to go do this thing for Mm -hmm. God, but really it starts with, like you said, praying. It starts with spending time with Jesus and praying about your life that you would see the opportunities that he's giving you mm-hmm. in the places you go. Mm-hmm. And that starts with loving the people mm-hmm. and and seeing them and seeing where they are in their spiritual journey. I think I learned a really helpful tool about this when I was working for Young Life years ago. And they just talked about, um, you know, one of the most important things when you go into a high school to work with high school kids mm-hmm. is really getting to know people's stories mm-hmm. and getting to know their name. And so you start, if you think about meeting somebody new in your neighborhood, like mm-hmm. a win is getting to know their name and something about who they are as a person, where they feel seen and known and loved by you. They begin to experience the gospel mm-hmm. through that interaction mm-hmm. so that they might want to take a next step with you. Mm-hmm. And if they're open to that relationship, Maybe it's, hey, you want to grab a cup of coffee sometime, or I'm going to play basketball or volleyball, and you want, do you want to come along with me? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's thinking about how do I invite people to the next step of relational trust? Mm-hmm. And then you begin to see who is open to you in your life and how the Spirit's moving. And then you know when to share about faith in the gospel. But mm-hmm. I think it takes the pressure off to think, I've got to go to a random stranger over there in my neighborhood and immediately talk with them about Jesus. That's mm-hmm. like kind of like seeing a girl that you're attracted to, or if you're a girl and a guy you're attracted to, and immediately you're going to go from seeing them to a, a serious dating relationship. Like yeah. it, there's some steps that you got to take in the process before you get there. Yeah. Like. Uh, you're you're building a relationship of trust. And mm. it's similar, even thinking about sharing our faith, is how do we be the kinds of people that others 
trust enough because they see the love of Christ through us mm -hmm. and the way that we treat them, the way we listen to them, that they want to talk about spiritual things with us. Mm -hmm. And then as you're praying for people, you'll have eyes to see who those folks are. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing I would say is I think in your prayer time with the Lord, like actually start praying about the places you go every day. Mm -hmm. Think about your home and start with your family, like praying for, if you're married, like praying for your spouse. Mm. Um, if you're still with your your family uh, unit, pray for your parents and your brothers and sisters, uh, roommates, you, what, whoever's in your neighborhood, like starting in your home. And mm. then thinking about like your workplace is the mm. second place. So thinking about like, if you're, uh, you know, in, Lowe's or whatever job you have, like beginning to pray for those people around you. Mm -hmm. Or if you're school online, you might feel like like people working from home, mm -hmm. that's more challenging. So then you might need to go to your third place to say, what do I like to do? And who are the people I interact with every day there? Mm -hmm. Like, so I go to a coffee shop and I try to go to the same two coffee shops mm -hmm. very consistently just to start bumping into people and, and getting to know people. Mm -hmm. um, but for you, it might be a gym or it might be a restaurant you really like, or it might be the, you know, the pool in the, in the neighborhood that you're in. Um, but where are the places that you can be more intentional about just loving folks and getting mm -hmm. to know their story and then seeing what God will do in their life? Because I really think the adventure of living on mission with Jesus is in those three places. It's not going somewhere else. Mm -hmm. It's paying attention to how God is working in your everyday life where you live, learn, work, and play. Mm -hmm. And so we're actually I'm going to do an initiative at Hope over the next couple months to try to help people move into that mindset. And it's called Hope for dot, dot, dot. Have you heard of it? Yeah. What would you hear about it? Um, I've just heard a little bit about it, um, figuring out how to be uh, ministries for our local communities, mm -hmm. um, learning what that looks like and really encouraging people in that. But I mainly just started hearing about it. Yeah. So like we're going to be you'll probably be hearing about it more and more. Uh, through the larger church and it's really living on mission with jesus it's really mm -hmm. what it's about and having this mindset that you are a missionary that we're all mm -hmm. if we're followers of jesus we're called to this mission and trying to take three simple steps in that that mm -hmm. we would see ourselves as on mission with god and see the needs of people mm -hmm. around us like get to know the people's stories in our lives what their needs are and begin to pray about those. Mm -hmm. How could God use you or your small group or your family to begin to meet that need? And so that's the second step is serve. So like mm -hmm. what's a tangible thing in your neighborhood or your workplace or your friend group that you could really meet that need? Mm -hmm. And I think for young adults, there's a huge need in the triangle for people to find connections. So even like thinking about throwing a holiday party or, you know, creating a connection opportunity for people, that could be a need that you could step into meeting. Mm -hmm. um, but really thinking about it, not as like Hope's gonna organize a program that I get to participate in to help other people, but hey, God's gonna show me needs mm -hmm. in the places I go every day and my friendships that he wants me to step into to serve mm -hmm. and love them. And then to be ready to share, to mm -hmm. share the hope of Jesus. In First Peter, it says, always be prepared to give a reason for the hope that you have. And you never know when those conversations are going to come up. Like they can come up on a car ride or they can come up um, while playing volleyball or whatever it is. Uh, so just as you're loving people, God's going to give you a chance to share about mm -hmm. the hope that you have in yeah. Christ and you don't have to force it. Yeah. So those are the three steps we're going to start asking people to really pay attention to and, and be intentional to take. 
in their journey with God. That I'm, I'm really excited about what God's going to do with it. And I'm really excited for young adults to get to lead the way. Because like you, man, it's so cool to see people take risks and learn yeah. to follow the spirit for themselves. Yeah. Um, so as you're thinking through that, what encouragement would you want to give uh, young adults as we're thinking about stepping into a more missionary mindset in our mm -hmm. discipleship? Yeah, um, I think one bit of an encouragement is to don't feel like you're biting off more than you can handle mm -hmm. um, in becoming a missionary, uh, because a lot of this is really just figuring out what is the Christian lifestyle mm -hmm. to where this isn't something that um, like you take the driver's ed test and you learn how to drive. You're not having to take the driver's ed test to drive everywhere. It's something that you just kind of learn over time and you get used to. Um, so it becomes your life. Yeah, it yeah. becomes your life. It becomes something that you learn how to do better next time. And the, um, but really just learning how to do your relationship with Christ in um, loving others in following his word and applying it and listening to his voice in situations like really just begin in prayer and um, understand that he has a plan for you. He has uh, a love for you and a love for others to where he's going to guide you. Just cling on to that with so much faith, so much confidence that he is there with you doing this and he's not going to lead you astray. He's not going to lead you to something to where if it looks like it went bad of, oh, I messed up, like don't feel like he lost. You're still on the winning team. You're still doing relationship with him. He's just using hardships and trials and confusion as a part of his testimony of not even that can stop him to where he is able to deliver um, us broken people and to be the hands and feet of other people's lives. So don't, um, yeah, don't feel like you're biting off more than you can chew or the whole burdens on you. It says, um, Jesus, Jesus's burden is light for mm -hmm. us to take on. So part of that is taking on uh, responsibility of sharing the gospel, but that's not us. That's him working in us and pouring out um, through us. So to where uh, like the pastors that we look up to and uh, people doing ministry like you every single day and we're like, how do they do that? They're really just, I'm sure you would agree with this, just opening up to allow God to pour into them and pour out of them. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing the spirits work like that's the work that you're doing. You're not saying, oh, I'm so great. You're saying I've committed to something so great. And this is just the fruit of naturally doing life with Christ. So, um, yeah, don't feel like you're biting off more than you can chew. Don't feel like you have to do something completely uncomfortable. But at the same time, the spirit may lead you to something new. But um, trust them that. Uh, he knows what he's doing, and sometimes it'll be weird. Like, don't pray for like someone, um, but instead, like, love them consistently. How the Spirit leads you to. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, confidence in that is, uh, yeah, the testing of faith, I guess. Bro, that was great advice. <laughs> I, I love that. I, I love that encouragement. I think I, I don't really need to say much more after that. I mean, that's that's what we want for young adults is mm -hmm. to know that God's called you that. Mm -hmm. He wants to work through you and your life uh, and to know how much he loves you as a person. Mm -hmm. And when you know how much he loves you, you just want to share that with other people. Mm -hmm. And I think most of us that are in this thing, uh, the professional pastor thing, we're, we're in it. And I can speak for myself because I know I'm broken and I, mm -hmm. I don't have hope without Jesus. And I've found that hope and I just mm -hmm. don't want to keep it to myself. And, yeah. 
And so that's what we encourage you to, is, you know, let God meet you in that place of, mm. of being uncomfortable and stepping out in faith because you're going to learn a lot. And even like Daniel said, if you feel like it didn't go well, like it's not something we do to others. Like this sharing the gospel thing is not like a transaction that we just kind of like drop it and leave. Like it's about loving them over the long haul. And so if you feel like they didn't respond well to you, or maybe you did it in a little bit too weird of a way or something, just kind of acknowledge that. Like, mm. you know, even you can even say, I'm sorry. Did I, did I force something on you that we weren't ready for? And mm. that shows you honor the relationship. Yeah. Um, we're not just going door to door and saying, Hey, we want to give you a spiel. Like mm. we're actually talking about, life in the kingdom of God and mm -hmm. how that's changed us and how God is always pursuing each person because he wants a relationship with them. And we get to show them that in the mm -hmm. way that we treat them. So yeah. I think the encouragement you gave was awesome. And hopefully this is an encouragement to you that God wants you to live a life on mission. We'd love for you to join us as we're thinking through these Hope For initiatives. I want you to be talking about it in your small groups. Um, we're gonna be encouraging people at late night. And if you haven't signed up for the retreat yet, there's still a chance to, to join us. We're going to a retreat in the mountains November 4th through the 6th. And we're gonna be talking about growing and listening to the Holy Spirit. So if you can come, we'd love for you to be there and be a part of that. It's gonna be an awesome time. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.